The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Hello and welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. My name is Tara Brewster and happily and fortunately, I am here again today with some members of the Girl Scouts of Central and Western Mass. Not Dana Carnegie or Sarah Crowley this time, but I have Patty Halberg, the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Central and Western Mass, and Jessica Gonzalez, who's a program manager. Welcome. Thank you. Thank it's you. good to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you both here. I was laughing thinking about this episode because normally we don't have the same organization on multiple times, but in the recent past, Cancer Connection in some sort of iteration, and now the Girl Scouts have been on, so I feel like people are going to start knocking on the door to say, can I have another turn already? Um, but there must be something special about both organizations in order to have you both on. So um, I'm excited to almost continue the conversation with two new um, staff members, team members of the Girl Scout. So welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to bring it back for a minute um, just to tie it in a little bit to the last conversation we had because we sort of knew that you were coming on um, when I was speaking with Dana and Sarah. And I guess first off, not to throw you a curveball if you're not ready, Patty, but Dana did say that you were um, an expert at Camp Bonnie Bray and that you would know, because we didn't know, who Bonnie Bray was or where the name came from. So, so I can tell you the original building at Camp Bonnie Bray um, was owned by a woman by the name of Loring Lane. And so the first director of the Girl Scouts in the Pioneer Valley wanted to have some kind of a summer camp. So she went out to this inn, and she rented it and had all these girls come for a summer um, experience at, um, at the Bonnie Bray Inn. And um, it was so successful that the Girl Scouts bought the whole property, and we've owned it for 140. Four years, maybe now. Yeah, yeah. They were saying, time. yeah, the the other team members were saying that it was a hundred year anniversary a few years ago. Yes, it was. Um, it was pretty exciting. Amazing. Yeah, we had uh, like four hundred people that came out to celebrate Camp Bonnie Bray, the longest continuously running Girl Scout camp camp in the country. That's amazing. Yeah, we're so lucky to have that right here. We are. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. You must come and see it sometime. Yeah, maybe we could start road tripping, Monty. That'd there be fun. you go. <laughs> Eating Girl Scout cookies. The whole way. <laughs> the whole Which way. you did bring, by the way. Um, That's I, the only reason we let you do another show. Yeah, I don't know. We we were trying to, to do some uh, trail of cookies, maybe, so we could get some out-of-season Girl Scout cookies, which it's hard I to guess do. I had forgotten about that. And I... Um, it's like strawberries. Sarah they come and, go and so Yeah, I, yep. I mean, I get it, um, but I didn't remember. And so I was saying, oh, were you going to have... Girl Scout cookies at the Green is the New Black event, which we can also talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, it's not really the season anymore, Tara Brewster. And I was like, oh, oops, I guess, right. I guess that's true. So my question first is, how was the Green is the New Black event? And secondly, were there cookies there? Because we heard there might be some cookies there mixed into food or drink. 
So the event was fantastic. It was a beautiful night. So we were at the Springfield Country Club, out on the terrace, and then inside to eat. Um, there were crumbled cookies on drink glasses Yum. for specific drinks that the that the bartenders there <sighs> had developed. Um, but that was as close as we could come to to cookies. Yeah. We had we so we had some. Oh, that might even be a better way for me to consume it Girl was, Scout cookies. Well, I was yeah. gonna say that would be an excuse. You know, you know for the me. dipping the the rim oh, yeah. in salt or in sugar. Yeah. Oh yeah, Girl, Girl Scout, Scout cookies. cookies. Oh. I love it. <laughs> oh. It's good. Oh, I yes, I had it. a Manhattan with it. the oh, with the rim dipped yeah. in truffle oils. Oh. It's kind of interesting to have a Manhattan that was that had all this sweet stuff happening too. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Next it year. was a great event. I Next hope that year. you can come. There was all kinds of different ways to to bring your green to life. Oh man. And yeah, and I was saying to Dana and Sarah that green GSB is is green. My yes. I embody the green too. So I already tried to get John Howland to Name our um, annual meeting, the company <laughs> annual meeting. The green is the new black, and he's like, mm, I don't know, Tara. <laughs> what does this have to do with banking, really? I mean, come on. Green is um, the new in the black. Yeah. There you go. And now <laughs> all right. of a sudden it's money related. There you go. Perfect. There you go. Green in the black. I love it. There we go. I'm I'm doing it. Okay. Send in the email after this. Saying <laughs> it's your idea, too. So that way it might pass, actually. Um. We have a mutual friend. Um, Mike Cherry is the branch yes. manager of the Northampton branches and the Hadley branch now. Um, and he uh, is married to Jen. Yes. Who I hear is a big fan of the Girl Scouts. She's a huge fan of the Girl Scouts and was actually on our planning committee for our 100th anniversary of Camp Bonnie Bray. Did we get to why it's called Bonnie Bray? I heard the story of how it came about, but you do know, we know the name I, Bonnie the, Bray yet? The inn was called Bonnie Bray, <laughs> okay. and so Bonnie Bray stuck. Where the inn came from is beyond my historical ability to recollect. We should just come up with some fabricated what story until it comes true. What town is Camp Bonnie Bray in? In East Otis. Okay. I feel like we need to call up the East Otis Historical Commission. Yeah. There you go. I'm sure they know. There we got to go. do some digging. Yeah. Maybe the girls could do it as a project. Oh, while they're you know, I was going to say that. I think the girls would <laughs> they need be to. all for that. We burning burning minds. Yeah, yeah. bring the historian from East Otis oh, into camp would be totally fun. And like a Tara Brewster patch. There you go. I like that. <laughs> and, <there's> that. <laughs> and then there's that. And At in the, the director's office, we have kind of a museum, if you will, of all this old memorabilia, <laughs> yeah. and it's fascinating. So I feel like oh, if we could tie oh, that in, the yes. kids would be thrilled. Yeah. I'm all about it. Fun. Project. Absolutely. Do it. There you go. I'll yeah. add that to my camp. You could come on to do for list. a third time just to talk about that with the girls. <laughs> or you could come to us. Not okay. sure how we do the equipment. Thing. Yeah. It's tricky. And then you but could talk doable. to the girls. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Fun. Yeah. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. So many ideas. This is why I love the Girl Scouts. Um, so, what else is going on? I mean, tell us a little bit about what you're up to right now and how the Girl Scouts are doing. We're doing great. Um, it's. You know, girls need Girl Scouts more than ever right now. They really need the grounding, the friendship, the support, the the freedom to to be themselves and and to to really work within a group of of girls. 
Um, one of the biggest things right now, Jessica is in the process of getting ready for, we have four camp properties. We're opening all four this year. Last year, we were really, really proud to have four camps running and no COVID nice. at all. Which was a tr which was yeah. a, a tribute to Jessica and her work, <laughs> um, but it was it was it was hard work, and awesome. the girls just had a great time. So we're really looking forward to this year, and Jessica can talk more about it. But camp is is really a, a major part of the growth opportunities for girls. And so camp is what happens with Girl Scouts in the summer, right? The troops don't meet. Like they do during the school year. Is Some that do. right? Some do. Depends on the leader. The leader and the girls can decide. Um, but camping is something that you can do all year round. Monty knows that. Oh, God. <laughs> Monty oh, no. knows that. I had to camp the other day on the Cape for one night. Usually I'm in a yurt, but we ran, uh, we couldn't book the yurt for the entire time. So one night I slept in Did a tent. Did you know, Patty, that he just camped? It was terrible. I didn't know On he the just beach? camped, but I know that he used to camp in the winter. For the cancer connection, For which has also been here twice in the go. last month. And, we, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We Pat. have yurts, beautiful yurts at Camp Bonnie Bray. You can come camp there. Oh. They are the hit. The kids all are like, am I going to get in a yurt? Or the tree houses. Those are the two that wow. really stand I've not out. slept in a tree house. I have slept in a yurt, and I have slept in, or at least spent a good deal of time, in a snow structure that the Girl Scouts built for the Cancer Connection campout, as we mentioned on the last show. So. That's right. I can't remember the name of that structure. It wasn't an igloo, but it was something like that. We were trying to think of what it was called earlier. We're going to have to look into that. Yeah. Lots of to-dos. <laughs> Absolutely. Body break, right? We need to listen to A full to-do list. I, yeah. so, so wait, I have a question, though. In, in all honesty, because Monty knows me, I, I would come up and sleep over in a yurt or a treehouse if, if it was allowed. Are people allowed that aren't Girl Scouts or family of Girl Scouts to come up and use the camp? Yes. So we do reserve, uh, we do have property reservations. Um, we've had weddings, especially at Bonnie Bray. We have a lot of weddings. Um, so we very much during the year are booked solid um, with all kinds of reservations from weddings to troops to families. Um, and during the summer, that first week of camp at both of our resident camps has a troop camping component. So if troops aren't fully ready to do it on their own, they can team up with our staff and their activities are planned, their food is prepped. All they have to do is show up and supervise their kiddos. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna think about this during our first break, which we have to take already. 10 minutes goes by so fast. But you've been listening to Tara Brewster on the Western Mass Business Show, and I am here today with Patty Halberg, who's the CEO of Girl Scouts of Central and Western Massachusetts, and Jessica Gonzalez, who is a program manager with Girl Scouts as well. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. This is Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with Patty Halberg, who's the CEO, and Jessica Gonzalez, who's a program manager for Girl Scouts of Central and Western Massachusetts. And we just learned that you, too, can stay at the Bonnie Bray property or other properties, perhaps. Um, there are four of them in the state that are Girl Scout run. And I want to know how. Is this online? Do you have to call? Tell me more. So if you go to our website, um, gscwm.org, 
um, and you go under camp properties, it will show you a map of each of the properties and there is a site reservation calendar and you can see what dates are available. Um, and it'll also list the different structures and the cost difference um, between the camps, between the different accommodations. Um, and you can actually submit a request for a reservation online and then you'll be contacted by our team uh, to set that up for you. I'm all about this. You yep. just wait, Monty. Are there any coastal camps? Or are you associated with the Girl Scouts farther east? Like, can I camp in a year on the beach <laughs> of the ocean? It's like a different family. Same family. You know, they are all house. our sister councils. <laughs> so uh, I would absolutely encourage you to reach out to them as well. Um, I have not been out to the Eastern Mass camps, but I've heard they're beautiful as well. So definitely a lot of opportunities out there. Okay. So You're it's just a different council. We go mm -hmm. from 495 to the New York border. And then Girl Scouts of Eastern Massachusetts does, does the They have the rest of the rest state. Of the state. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you have the four counties, Berkshire, Hampshire, Hamden. And probably Worcester. Franklin. Franklin and Worcester. Five. Yeah. And just so a five. little bit of Pepperell. Who? Pepperell is a town. Just a little bit of, I can't remember the name of the, the county up there right now, but there's. I can't either. Is it Bristol? So, Bristol County? Gosh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. It starts with an M. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll have to okay, talk about that, that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Someone take notes. What's we need a note taker Snow today. Structure. I know. We're going to be like, rewind, <laughs> rewind, rewind. That's what I was doing before you came on. I was uh, listening to the um, to my other Girl Scouts interview to make sure we were talking about and keeping the thread alive. So that's what I'll do with this one and take my notes and book my yurts. And there you go. I'm Absolutely. so excited about this. I really am. I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, so... Um, this might be a fun excursion. And then Monty, if they don't want to come, maybe you and I can have our trip. Wouldn't be weird or anything. No, you know? Um, so Jessica, I, I've known Patty a little bit and, uh, she and I have had some meetings, but I haven't met you before. So I want to learn a little bit more about your story and what exactly a program manager does for Girl Scouts and your Girl Scout history. Cause I feel like everyone that's associated with Girl Scouts has this amazing history and story behind them. Absolutely. Um, and it's okay if you don't too. It's okay if you're like, <laughs> I just... Started with Girl Scouts six months ago, Tara Brewster, and I don't have a story. Thank you for making me feel bad. Uh, so I was a Girl Scout, I believe, right through middle school, if I remember correctly. And then life just got kind of crazy. Um, but I loved my time in the Girl Scouts. My mom, when I first got this job, pulled out this picture of me in a little brownie vest. Um, and she was so excited. She's like, look how far you've come. <laughs> so like, uh, full circle. Far or not far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how far really? <laughs> Um, and when I started here in uh, April of 2019, I started off as a program specialist. So I was running a lot of our different programs for troops and girls, um, a lot of our in-school programs that are grant funded, um, which are a great way to get girls involved in Girl Scouts and kind of get the word out there um, about the programs that we offer. Um, and then last spring, I got promoted to program manager. And so now I have two fantastic team members that I oversee, um, and they kind of have taken on that programming piece. Um, so I still go into the schools and help um, occasionally, but for the most part, it's kind of the behind the scenes of camp prep. And I have learned that goes all year. I thought, oh, summer. But no, uh, we get a break at the end of August, and then September, we're back at it prepping again. So... I'm on the board of directors for the Hampshire Regional YMCA, and we have Camp Norwich in Huntington, mm -hmm. um, which is a really old property as well. And although I'm not involved in the programmatic 
conversations, it seems like they tend to ebb and flow and it doesn't necessarily drop um, when camps are over. You know, there's so much maintenance and property course stuff happening. And our property team is always so busy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we would do without them. (laughs) They do everything for us. Um, So we're very fortunate. But uh, camp is kind of ongoing all year between the reservations and troop programs and (sighs) All of that fun stuff. We have kind of an ongoing connection with camp, which is probably my favorite part of the job. Yeah, camp camp is fun. It's nice to to imagine, you know, being there and being a kid, and and now you can also imagine it as an adult. Um, so, do you have a time that you don't open camp? Is camp not open in the dead of winter or in wet spring? I would say for the most part, it's open. Um, we, I would say our reservations probably are a little bit quieter, like December to February-ish. Um, we do have some troops that feel really comfortable going out there in the winter. Um, some volunteers that have every year gone out there and done something with their troops, so I commend them. Um, they always put together a great program. Um, but I would say the majority of the reservations are probably like fall and then like late March to about May. Um, we have a lot of encampments where entire groups of troops, so service units um, for specific towns, will go out to camp and do a huge weekend event. Um, they'll do archery and boating and challenge course and all of these fun activities, and the girls love it. It's it's a hit every year. And you said service troop? A service unit. Service so, unit. Um, service units service kind unit? of cover multiple different towns. Um, so a lot of times the service unit leader will connect with the different troops in those areas and let them know, hey, we want to plan an encampment. Um, It's usually like a Friday night to a Sunday midday um, event. Um, And so any troops and girls that want to sign up can attend. um, And they, you know, plan out. They have kind of a committee and they plan out all their activities and what they're going to do while they're at camp. So it's very popular. Yeah. The Girl Scouts has some some different terms and names that, you know, they kind of roll off of your tongue and you just keep rolling. <laughs> they do. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what was that? <laughs> I forget what the last thing was. It, it was like a new level of of Girl Scout or something. I'm Ambassadors. Woman Ambassadors. Scout. It wasn't a woman scout. I don't know. Although, adult that could be scouts. kind of cool. We have adult Girl Scouts. Yeah. So we do. Do you call them adult Girl Scouts and we not do. women scouts? We do. Interesting. Um, adult I Scouts, um, men and women are adult Girl Scouts. You can you can only be a Girl Scout until you're 18 as a girl, but we have many adults who are volunteers who are men, and um, and they are Girl Scouts. I love that. Yeah, yeah. my husband's a Girl Scout. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I have a fabulous volunteer with our robotics program. He's a dad, um, and he's fantastic volunteer. He's a troop leader, so. We have a lot of great male volunteers as well. It's also, I think, worth noting that the Girl Scouts nationwide have been very open-minded in regards to what people define as a girl nowadays, yes, right? Yeah. And yes, that is contrary absolutely. to uh, other scouting organizations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Thank my. you for saying so much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to go back just for a minute, if I could, to camp because I think one of the most fascinating things about camp is to see a girl when they go to summer camp, um, even day camp or resident or overnight camp, and they, you drop them off on Sunday afternoon at, at overnight camp, 
and you come back and you pick them up at the end of the week and you dropped off this little girl who was like kind of hanging behind mom and dad and what do I do with my suitcase and I don't know and can't talk to the health person as they check in. And when they get picked up at the end of the week, they're singing songs and they're crying because they don't want to leave their new friends. And they've the independence that you can get from a week out away from everything you know, out in the woods, out, you know, away from your phone, away from the television, away from mom and dad, away from the street and the store and the whatever. It's really amazing how much growth we see in just a week in a girl. It's fabulous. And the scheduling too. You know, I feel like Mm -hmm. things have changed so much from the time when I was younger or Girl Scout age. And one of the drawbacks, I think, is the real timing that we have. You know, every minute of of our kids' days, and I'm just speaking personally for my kids and what I can see um, amongst their friends, but we really regulate the time. There's not a lot of free time. So um, I bet being at camp is just this like, ah, yeah. yeah. Um, and in that moment of ah, we have to take another break. So um, we're going to pause, but you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today are Patty Hallberg, who's the CEO of Girl Scouts of Central and Western Massachusetts, and Jessica Gonzalez, who's a program manager with them as well. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I am joined today by Jessica Gonzalez, who's a program manager with Girl Scouts of Central and Western Mass, and Patty Halberg, who is the CEO of the same organization. And we're having a really great talk about empowering girls and how to uplift and support girls in this day and age just to be more whole, more free, more powerful. Um, you know, I'm a girls on the run coach. So having a nine-year-old and a six-year-old boy, um, I just really uh, care about this stuff. And I think a lot of society right now is reeling from COVID um, and from being apart from each other. So I really appreciate the Girl Scouts very much. So thank you both for doing the work that you do. And in the break, we were talking a little bit about, Jessica, some of the programs that you're doing, but one in particular that I really was interested in hearing more about was the All About Media, media, I don't know if other people say it like that, but probably just say media, but it's capital M-E-D-I-A, which I love. I thought you were calling it that because you have a show in the media. Media. Oh, yeah. No. But no. <laughs> no, it's a- I see. I see yes. now that that is how it is stylized <laughs> by the Girl Scouts. Anyway, Jessica, if you could talk a little bit about this program, I'm I'm really interested to hear more. Sure. Um, so All About Media is a program that's been funded through uh, for us um, through the Fred Harris Daniels Foundation, and they've been tremendously supportive of this program. Um, one of my past coworkers actually create, helped to create the program outline that we still use for this program. Um, and the focus is on girls in grades five through eight. Um, we've, in our research, we very much identified that that is such 
a significant age bracket, especially for the effects of social media and engagement with their peers um, and how they how they communicate almost entirely in a social platform. Um, so the program is all centered on how to be safe online. How do you recognize bullying online? How do you respond to bullying online? Um, how do you know what is safe to post and what is not? You know, how do you identify a threat on social media? Because so often those threats are masked in a very innocent or seemingly innocent way that somebody oh, yeah. in that age bracket might not recognize as a threat. Um, so we really put a lot of emphasis on creating activities that are appealing and engaging for them, but that also provide that learning experience. Um, I know a lot of our girls walk away with, you know, we ask them, what was your favorite activity? And it always surprises us. Like we have one activity, scroll, block, report, and they have to identify, do I just scroll by it? Does it not matter? Do I have to block that person because they're making me uncomfortable? Or do I have to report it to that platform? And a lot of times they say that's their favorite activity. Um, and when we ask them why, they say it makes them think about what they're viewing every day because so often they're just scrolling and they don't always stop to recognize what did I just scroll past? You know, what am I following that I maybe don't even realize entirely what the content is? Um, so we really try to make the activities as hands-on as possible. We do have tablets that we use because we do have Instagram accounts um, that we, you know, have created safely for the girls um, to maneuver um, and navigate. But it's very interesting, even from, you know, a seemingly safe Instagram account, they can access just about anything, you know, any any site, any hashtag, any celebrity. Um, and we talk to them a lot about how is ad, how are ads and marketing part of that social platform. Um, and a lot of them, you know, initially don't realize that when they're looking at a celebrity post, that there is an ad in there, that there is kind of that incentivization to buy something, to behave a certain way, to use certain language. Um, so it's really interesting to see the girls kind of look at the comments and, and look at the, the content specifically to be able to better identify, am I trying to be persuaded to buy something? Am I being persuaded to, you know, believe a certain um, narrative or something like that? So it's 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 an interesting world that they're living in. You know, when I was their age, social media really didn't exist at that point. It wasn't until I was in Thank high school. God. Exactly. <laughs> and now they're very much living in it. I mean, that's their reality. So we kind of have come to recognize that we can't prevent them and protect them from it entirely because it is their reality, but we can protect how they use it and help them protect themselves from who they're engaging with. Yeah. And that's what I'm hearing a lot too from parents. I mean, my kids six and nine, they don't have phones yet and they don't have social media accounts yet. Um, but a lot of the parents that I talk to are really feeling pressure from their kids from other mm -hmm. kids that have phones, that have the tablets, that have the accounts, that have the media to have it. And what I'm hearing, which is really, it's really making me think a lot um, about what am I going to do and when and how am I going to respond when my kids come to me and say the same things their kids are saying to them, you know, basically their like these kids are saying, we're going to miss out on this big social uh, engagement, involvement, this like friend 
commentary, communion, you know, because that is, to your point, how they're communicating. Mm -hmm. So how do you not let them have a social account where everyone else is involved? Then you're going to send them to school and they're going to be completely out of the entire conversation and thread that happened last night and it puts them on the outs with everyone else. Right. I mean, it's set up in a really tough way for parents to make good choices. Um, So, you know, I don't know if you have any that are also, you know, bringing parents in for a class or something or at the end of the year, but... Um, So we do. We have a parent kickoff at the beginning of each cohort. Um, We call them and the parents come in um, and it is required that the parents attend. We just ask for one parent, can be a grandparent, aunt, uncle, you know, whoever's at home. Um, And they just come and we kind of talk to them about, you know, what is going on in your child's reality as far as these social media platforms are concerned. Um, And a lot of them, you know, are familiar with it to an extent, but some of them don't even utilize these platforms. So they're not entirely familiar. So we kind of go over, you know, what are the most popular platforms that their children are utilizing? Um, and what we're going to go over with the girls, you know, what we're trying to teach them. Um, we also have the parents do a survey and the girls do one as well, but it's very interesting to see the parent perspective. Um, cause it asks them, you know, how often are you on your phone? What do you utilize your phone for? Um, and seeing those responses as compared to the girls is interesting because sometimes the parents don't use their phones really very often at all, or at least not for the same purposes, but the girls are on it very often. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see those comparisons. And some parents, you know, it'll ask them, how many hours does your child spend on their phone? Um, and it'll give them increments. And we find that a lot of times the numbers that the girls are providing are much higher than what the parents believe that they are using their phones for. Hmm. Um, but I think, you know, if they have a phone in their room or, you know, wherever, I mean, how can you possibly police that a hundred percent of the time? You know, it's, I can only imagine from a parent perspective, how challenging that must be. You could send them to Camp Bonnie Bray and Otis. Where and they won't no, have a phone. No all summer no long. No, no, do, seriously though, when they go to camp, are they encouraged either not to bring their phone or they're like not use their so phone? So they are basically told they cannot bring any technology. I kind of love that. Um, love which too. we find is so beneficial We're going. for Mine's them. We're going. Monty, you'd wear a wig, It's right? good for us, too. They're bald women. It's very good for us because when we, when I know when I go out there, you know, to drop stuff off or whatever, I end up being there for a couple hours and I can't talk to anybody because I don't really have any service. I can't check my email and it's just, it's kind of, I would assume what the girls feel like, just this calmness because you're not attached to anything and it feels like life is less busy at mm-hmm. camp. So I am going on a vacation with my family the first week of July to Vermont. And for the first time ever in almost six years, I am going to put an out-of-office reply on my email. Good for you. That's a baby step. I thought you were going to say you are going to take your phone. You have to be proud of me. I That's the first step. A baby step is something to be proud of. Oh, thank you. But that being said, if you text or email Tara Brewster at any time of the day or night, she will be back in touch with you in 10 to 15 <laughs> seconds. Uh, Monty, I don't know. We we bonded uh, during the pandemic maybe a few years ago um, when I was up more and the stress of COVID and, you know, I work at Greenfield Savings Bank and we were doing the PPP loans and it was crazy in the beginning. And so my stress level was really high for all of our community, right? Like there was a lot of work to do and there was a lot of support to be had. 
And so I was not sleeping in large increments. And so it started this whole wave of me going to sleep really early at like nine and then waking up at like three in the morning. And so oh Monty, my. Monty comes in at three, three thirty, three thirty, And so, <clears throat> you know, I normally respond to things <laughs> and like send emails out. I don't put, you know, park them or whatever people have told me to do. You should park those because people are going to think you're really nuts. Yeah. Waking up that time. Anyway, Monty loves it because I'm usually up and we can chit chat and right. plan <laughs> interviews and stuff. Anyway, here we are again. We need to take another break. Um, it's almost the final countdown. And I also need to tell everyone that if you wait for it, there will be some adventure fools snacking in the next We're going to eat Girl Scout cookies live? Yeah. I love it. I think we should do it. Um, all right. This is Tara Brewster, Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with the Girl Scouts of Central and Western Massachusetts. Patty Hallberg and Jessica Gonzalez. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with the Girl Scouts of Central and Western Mass, Patty Halberg and Jessica Gonzalez. We just heard about a great program all about media. I have to say it like that. Sorry. It's a thing now. Um, and I absolutely love it. I do a lot of work with the Children's Advocacy Center, and um, coming out of the pandemic, they've seen a lot more kids coming through that um, have been uh, abused by people and now that we're opening up and trusted adults are back in kids' lives like the Girl Scouts, like coaches, like schools, um, they're seeing a lot more um, trauma and um, numbers increased uh, in the centers that, you know, they've seen in the past. So it's, it's really unfortunate. So I think that programs like this are especially important right now um, and you know, online is, is a real issue. And I love the fact that you're teaching girls, um, tools. I mean, you're empowering them. And I think that when you give anybody teaching tools, empowering them to, to be able to step outside themselves, to claim, you know, their, their rights and say no to find their inner voice and their star power. I really, I applaud you so much. So this program you said was grant funded. Yes. And so is it going to continue to be grant funded? Are you looking for partners? What is what does the future of this program look like? Um, so currently this program is based out of Worcester County. So all girls that participate, it either has to be in a Worcester County based school um, or we have run cohorts at our leadership center in Worcester as well. Um, but we would love to bring the program to Western Massachusetts. We've had a lot of parents reach out to us um, that they would like to see their girls participate in something like this. So we are absolutely looking for partners um, on the Western Mass side of things um, so that we can bring this program to those girls. And, you know, it's the um, partners are so invaluable in making this happen as far as, you know, us being able to provide these resources, these tablets to run the program. Um, the girls get their journey book at the end of the series and they get badges. Um, so it's a really, you know, empowering for the girls to, to go through this process as a group and then be able to walk away having really accomplished something. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And I think that girls all across the country should be getting this um, because foundationally, I like the targeting of 
five to eight grade because um, that's kind of your middle school transitional time um, exactly. from elementary into high school. And it really is a, a time when a lot of girls are making choices about how they're going to be, um, you know, as they grow up and as they get older and what kind of friends they're going to have. And, um, you know, oftentimes this online stuff is really, to your point, Jessica, is shaded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know, you know, you, I've heard from so many kids that they thought they were talking to so-and-so and really it was not a kid, another kid. It was an adult or something like that. So, and I think what I love about this program is that we are teaching them that there are obviously dangers online and there are threats on these social media platforms, but we're also giving them the confidence and the resources to be able to identify them and feel like they have a voice in that um, so that it becomes less scary for them. You know, we want them to know that there is a lot of good with the ability to communicate on such a large platform. And here's how you can do that. Here's how you can take, you know, those negatives that you're seeing and turn them into something more positive. I love it. Thank you. And so Patty, before, before we, you know, the clock starts to wind down, I would love to hear a little bit about your Girl Scout story um, for everyone who hasn't heard about it because, you know, you're the CEO, you've been involved for such a long time and you're such a community leader. I would love to hear a little bit more about you and your involvement with Girl Scouts. Well, thank you. Um, So I, as Jessica said, I also was a Girl Scout um, until sometime in middle school. Um, and my mom was my leader for a while, which was kind of cool, except she, she always brought my little brother with, me, with her, which was really irritating. But <laughs> other than that, it was, it was great. Um, and then I, I stepped away. I have four children of my own. They're all girls. And um, so they were in Girl Scouts. I was never a leader. I was a single mom. And so I, was, um, I just couldn't do the leader thing. But I did the cookie mom thing once. And if you've ever been a cookie mom for Girl Scouts, there's a lot of cookies to be distributed. <laughs> so I would fill, uh, literally fill up my living room and dining room with all these cases of cookies and wait for people to come and pick them up. And, of course, I had these four little kids who didn't understand why, you know, it wasn't dinner time mm. in, my, in my, cookie, my cookie haven there. And so I did that for a while with my girls. Uh, my girls all um, are grown now. And um, then I had the opportunity, I was working in Northeast Ohio, and I knew that what I really wanted to do um, was work with girls and women empowerment. And um, so this Girl Scout job came up. I was living in Northeast Ohio, and, um, and we moved up here, and I've been here since January 1st, 2008. I came to manage the merger of three Girl Scout councils into one. And it's been just a joyous ride. I love um, seeing girls blossom. We work with girls from the time they're in kindergarten until they graduate from high school. And it's an amazing time to be able to see the growth and to be able to understand that, that these girls, are, are they're going to be sitting in these chairs that we're all sitting in today very soon. And they need the they need the power. They need the understanding of themselves in order to do that. And so, so it's really exciting to see girls blossom. 
And the other thing, um, we brought you some cookies. And I just wanted to say one thing. We're well known for our cookie program. I understand that. Um, but this is a financial literacy program. And if you are going to be independent and able to, to choose your path as an adult, you have to have an understanding of financial literacy. And we start them in kindergarten, and they just, they get it. They get the how to count money when they're in kindergarten, but they get goal setting and saving and, and whatever and as they grow up. Oh, my gosh, know, it's and great. communication, and how to peer-to-peer -peer fundraise. Yeah. I mean, right now, I'm, I, I, like, love fundraising for nonprofits, but... <laughs> Um, such a skill and uh -huh. it's such a, such it's an amazing. untrained skill that you don't have, but in nonprofits, um, I don't know if you do peer to peer fundraising, but it's using your network to ask people for money for a good cause. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's like what better cause than Girl Scouts and cookies and, and the leaders of tomorrow. I yeah. know, <laughs> I know. And so Monty and I are going to open these boxes. They're called um, Adventurefuls. It is a flavor I've never had. I've never had either. They're described yeah. as indulgent brownie inspired cookies. I'm um, glad they're not made with real brownies because that's not fair to those young Girl Scouts. <laughs> Yeah. With caramel flavored cream and a hint of sea salt, if like they one? sound like right up my alley. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you can have one of mine so that Tara doesn't uh, right. have to relinquish even, all of hers. Even, okay. even. So these are the new Girl Scout cookies that came out with our with our two, 2022 season. Um, with the supply chain problems, we had all kinds of problems with them, so not many people got to test Ooh. them. Next year, they'll be everywhere. Not to worry. Um, and I feel so lucky to be eating these out of season. Me yes. too. <laughs> I'm going to freeze the rest of them as soon as I get home. Then it's, then it's Girl Scout cookie season whenever I well, say Well, it's, it's so funny because Patty was saying she was a cookie mom and her house and everything was oh. filled with cookies. I mean, the I was just imagining having four kids and myself, forget about the kids, not eating everybody's cookies and oh, having to like write checks oh, yeah. for like it all the boxes. <laughs> right? One for it was them, fun. one for me, one for mm -hmm. them, one for me. All right, Monty, what do you think? It's a real tease coming home. Oh, okay. Cookies to give to somebody <laughs> oh, else. Yeah. And my husband's like, why can't I eat them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be bad. You like find them underneath the porch or something, like eating cookies. I think they've got, okay, so compare them to to the ones that used to be called Samoas. I don't know mm -hmm. what they're called anymore. They are called Samoas. Okay. The Samoas are a, a, a cookie, a, like a, like a. A hard like cookie a base, a short kind of, yeah, with the coconut, and it's got the coconut and the chocolate and a little bit of caramel. Which are one of my favorite. Those I love are the my favorite. Which are the other one you gave me. But if you don't like coconut, which I, I know a lot of people don't, mm -mm. these are the, the ones for you because they've got the, a similar vibe yeah. to the Samoas. And these are softer in the middle. But I tried to bring you some Samoas. Ooh. None. Oh, <gasps> those are my favorite. Oh, All right, good. we gotta wrap it up. Um, I'm gonna eat some more cookies off air, but. Thank you both so much for being here, Girl Scouts of Central and Western Massachusetts, Patty and Jessica, and thank you to the Business West, um, the Business <laughs> Western Mass Business Show sponsors, Business West, George O'Brien. I'm so excited I get to MC the 40 Under 40 event this week, and also um, Greenfield Savings Bank, my employer. Um, I love you so much. Ten branches throughout Franklin and Hampshire County. You are the best, over 150 years old, um, doing the things that need to get done in the financial and community support arena. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show with the Girl Scouts, and um, we're going to keep eating cookies. Well, 